Here we are. <laughs> not in, not in the garage. I was gonna say I don't know what to do with this air conditioning. I know, and none of you guys have said anything about it. I I uh, I mentioned to Ryan that we were gonna be able to record inside, but I didn't tell any of you guys. And I was thinking like we would get we just spent like ten minutes talking about like our average body temperature, but um, <clears throat> we don't have to do that. No, it's not ninety eight point six over here. I don't know about you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. So you fall right there in the range. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Clean bill of health for Ryan, everybody. That's right. Mostly. Anyway, yeah, so we're so we're we're we are, we are recording in my living room tonight and I don't think we've actually been in this spot since the first mixtape show that we did. Yeah, so, that was a while ago. That was a while back. Uh but it's a nice change of pace because it's getting fucking hot. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're a regular listener of this podcast. Oh, and um, this is probably a pretty good time to mention up top. If you ever want to send us suggestions, uh, we're going to put it out there again. Message somebody at gmail.com. And that doesn't mean send a note to anybody at gmail.com, although you can totally do that. We also have a Facebook uh, page these days. That's true. We have not mentioned uh, yes. on mic. Oh, I don't think we. Yeah, we've never even talked about that. Yeah. It'd probably be a good idea yeah. to do. Somebody likes it. I'm sure if you just search for it on Facebook, there we are. Yeah. So, yeah, come find us, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, for now, let's let's go, let's go to play some theme music. I'm Shane. Ryan. I'm Kevin. Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. All right, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was I happened to be taking a drink right when Mark pointed at us. We all just kind of looked at each other like count down. It's not like I just suddenly point anymore. <laughs> that is true. Uh celebrity death watch, PM Dawn, that's a thing. Oh yeah, what what was well, the guy's name? We don't even know his never, name. Never more PM than now. Oh my god. Yeah, no more Dawn for that, that guy. Show. Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah, one of the one of the guys from PM Dawn uh has left this mortal coil and um Sorry to see him go. <laughs> like, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> I did bring it up. Well, we were trying to figure out. Well, that out song that they reappropriated, Spandau Ballet, that wasn't bad. No, that was no. a good song sure, in yeah, 1991. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing then. And I don't yes. think they put out an album since like 1996. But yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a decent song. Yeah. I hope that man had a very happy life until it was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Well, with that out of the way... Um, I guess we could talk about. Uh, oh, oh, you know, I meant to. Um, damn it! I re- I meant Kevin to. Kevin stalling. I, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, well, I meant to. I meant to just break out my do rag, like I just I had planned. Oh, yeah. on oh, with the cowboy hat. Wearing my do rag and the cowboy hat and uh, some eyeliner, and then just uh, working on my faraway gaze. Yeah, that guy has not. I mean, he seriously has been that rocking that completely bizarre look now for like 15 years yeah it's like his version of johnny depp and scarves like it's just like <laughs> well or uh, steven like a, tyler and scarves on mic stands oh sure yeah. yeah you get the impression that steven tyler just like that that mic doesn't have to be plugged in and the mic stands on wheels he just walks around with it wherever he goes like oh, like it sleeps with it next to his bed yeah, yeah. kind of yeah well i can't i can't say this for sure but <laughs> but that bizarre look that brett michaels is so fond of to me it just screams that he's He's bald. You oh, know? oh, like, clearly, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's it's a very bizarre look. Can but, we can we go and interject for those that may not have heard last week's show? Oh, right, right, right. What, okay. we're, what we're talking about this week? This week, we'll rip it off like a fucking 
scab. It, it's uh, uh, poisons open up and say ah. Um, yeah. A seminal record of the Thanks, Shane. glam metal era. Well, you know, I mean, somebody's got to do it. Because you guys sure shit weren't going to bring it up. Yeah, somebody, someone right, did. I was never going to bring this up. Yeah. Although, you know, I will say that uh, before we dive into this record, that, that I really, I kind of felt like approaching it, that it was very similar. It feels very similar to like the the task in front of us when we did Bon Jovi. I knew you were going to say that. Wet. Well, yeah. Slippery but Wet was a worse record in my opinion. This is just boring. I'll <laughs> give you this. I'll give you that. Uh, slippery When Wet was worse. This this not is just, by a ton. This this yeah. just it's just a shitty sounding shit record. You yeah. know, like lots of and don't you feel like the the whole time I'm listening to it, it's just like they they have on this forced smile the whole time. Like let's we gotta have fun, get crazy and have fun. And yeah, it's sort oh, of yeah. like a like they had to do it. You know, every day is spring break with those mofos. Exactly. <laughs> Until they get wistful with their power ballad. Oh, can, um, can, uh, can I say, I want to say something real quick. Um, it's speaking of said power ballad. I honestly found the the story behind Poison, the little anecdotes, much more interesting and compelling than than this snooze fest. Which, for, for such a party, party rockin' party anthem record, it, it was pretty pretty snoozy. In my, in my yeah, opinion. well, but, and you're right. The stories are better. The, the the story behind "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," their their massive power ballad, um, was um, predicated on him calling his stripper girlfriend in L.A. while he was on tour, uh-huh, hearing uh-huh. a man's voice in the background. But the best part, he went and wrote it in a laundromat in the middle of the night. Yeah, like what an odd thing to do. Well, it he is. was already a successful man. You'd think he could. Afford a washer and dryer. Well, no, no, he was on tour. That's <laughs> on the tour. tour. Okay, got you. But you think you would have You got to wash your do rags. That's true. That, that is true. Exactly. Big load well, of do rags. And, and yeah. the thing is, you have to change the do rag for a fresh one so nobody could see your bald spot while you're washing your other do rag. <laughs> So yeah, that's a tough task. It is. There's there's some really good. The, 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 my 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 the best story that I found uh, on Wikipedia was. When a few couple of years, not too long ago, their um, I believe it was their drummer, uh, Ricky Rockman. Um, what a perfect name! I know. I, he uh, he was um, um, accused, uh, charged with a um, with raping with a woman in his hotel room, and um, l- like went through the court proceedings and all this stuff. And later, the charges were dropped when it was found, when it came out, when it came to light that it was another guy. Impersonating him at a casino somewhere, impersonating Ricky Rockman, like the the guy that actually what a weird did it. niche. What a impersonation! <laughs> <laughs> like to be going around telling people the, the charges were dropped because it wasn't. But what a weird dude to pick, like the drummer from. I look a, like a, the drummer from Poison. It's the one thing I got going. <laughs> yeah. How wow. weird is it that there was a reality show where women competed to fucking date this guy, <laughs> Brett what, Michaels? Was it rock of Ages or was was that what it was called? Rock of Love, I think. Some kind of rock in there somewhere. Yep. Yeah, Brett Brett Michaels. Like this washed up has been who was never any good anyway. (laughs) With this weird, and he's also got like really bad plastic surgery and and his weird do rag uh, cowboy hat thing going on. If you think about it though, it's kind of perfect though because, like, to your point, Shane, like, a lot of the stories are really melodramatic behind this record. Like he th- he's just thrown he's th- oh oh in the record yeah well, yeah so it's like I'm sure that like along the way somebody in Los Angeles went like oh this is absolutely uh, reality show material like this is 
verbatim, Al. Yeah, we just need to put this guy in a room full of unstable women in a do-rag and a cowboy hat and see what happens. Dude, and it was on the air for like three seasons, too. Because <laughs> he yeah, couldn't make up his mind. I love you all. Yeah, he just standing, looking forlorn. Anyway. That was a yeah. one-floor elevator pitch. Right it there. was. It was kind of. Yeah. Oh, hey, why don't we why don't we hear one of these songs? One oh, of these, can we? One of these modern oh, classics. Christ. We'll just we'll just go ahead and, and start with uh, the song that defines the album to me, which is uh, nothing but a good time. You know what I'm saying? Let's listen to that one. Not until we, we just listen to that song right now, but one of the reasons why I think this album is just boring as shit. Well, it's stupid. It's just dumb. It's I just, felt dumber after I finished dumb, listening to it's it. It's dumb blues rock, you know. Like, and 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 again, that that song, like he 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 feels the need to laugh on multiple songs in the mic. He's like, "See, look, we're having a great time over here. Well, it's and, nothing but a good time." And he's explaining it, you know. Yeah, if you could hear, if you could hear him think, this is what he'd say: "Don't need nothing but a good time." Also, it should be pointed out that Brett Michaels is a shit singer, man. He is. <laughs> well, he sounds to me like he's just trying to rip off Vince Neil. Well, uh, no, it, that's definitely what he's doing. But Vince Neil uh, has, you know, at least some kind of pipes. I mean, like it seems like Brett Michaels is just is just struggling to stay in key the whole time. Like, like I, head gen- above I water. genuinely like the Molly Crew record. Shout at the devil. I like a lot of Molly Crew records, uh, but this just sounds like Molly Crew distilled. And stupider, and like Motley Crue's pretty stupid too. Motley Crue is pretty stupid, that's true. But Motley Crue, at least, all uh, can write. They wrote some fucking songs. They wrote some good songs, and there's some genuine danger. Like you know, like oh yeah, you think so? We need to get into that one of these days. Like Vince Neil, like decapitating <laughs> his friend and driving a car. Yeah, Nikki Six dying of a heroin overdose and being brought back to life. Yeah, there's some genuine danger. But with I mean, their song, I mean, no, their music sounds more dangerous. Like oh okay, than, right, 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 yeah. Uh, than this like fucking little play. Yeah, this is like it's all polished to a sheet. It sounds like dog shit too. I don't know who the fuck recorded this record, but like those, it just it. Well, I, it was supposed to be uh, somebody from Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah Paul, Paul Stanley. Stanley, but he couldn't do it. Uh, he had a quote uh, scheduling conflict. <laughs> End quote. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, so. I don't think Paul Stanley wants to support anyone else's career other than his own I'll in t- any way. I'll tell you what this. Oh, except he did co-write. Uh, uh, What's up by Four Non Blondes? Inexplicably, yeah. Tom Werman produced this record. All right, well, he having worked a new with job. Ted Nugent, Cheap Trick, Ch- Twisted Sister, and Motley Crue. Oh, anyway, one of the things that occurs to me when I when I hear this album, it's like <clears throat> this is a weird analogy, but stay with me for a second. So the so occasionally, if you're in a shopping mall, like if I will go into a place and the soundtrack there sounds like a club I would never go to. 
this sounds like a bar I would like have to leave. <laughs> like it'd be Fair like enough. this would come on the hi-fi and it'd be like, oh shit, time to pay out. We gotta get out of here. Well, <laughs> See, like, luckily, usually <laughs> there are some some barkers out front that are trying to sell you dollar shots. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, so you do get that. You get tipped off before you even this, get in. This That's, album is yeah. the Jello shot of the music world. It, it is the Jello. Well, shot I will of the I will say world. this. Like a lot of times, you know, I'll try to get ahead. You know. Do my homework pretty early uh, with a record and start no, listening to it. No, you put this off. Oh, I put it off until like we started. We got here at eight today. I started listening to it at seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh man, I just uh, all right. I guess I have to. Well, and you know, and and fortunately or unfortunately, it's like most of these songs have had enough radio airplay. Or at least a lot yeah, of I tracks. I think they had here. four four hits. It's not like you had to sort of like, well, hang on, let me go, let me go find the hidden meaning. <laughs> it's just like. Well, what, there's there was one song, um, I think it's like something about Mama's Fallen Angel. I mean, it, this if nothing else, this album is one big capital C cliche. Also, Mama's Fallen Angel. She hits the oh, sunset there's, there's strip. all kinds of yeah, like a uh, little girl lost kind of themes. Yeah, and, that's the, and that, like like oh, she's a bad girl. And, yeah, there's that. It's it, the album is kind of split fifty fifty between hey, we're having a great time and and also partying. like stri- strippers that that uh, lost their way. Oh, before they became strippers, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. Either uh, way, it's a super treat. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, well, okay. Open I, up I, and I say like ah. I, I feel like I should say something positive about them. Sure. They kind of write uh, hooky pop songs. There's a couple of there's a couple I mean, of hooks in there. Like they, you know, like they've throughout their catalog, there are a couple songs where I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a hooky pop song. I mean, it's not necessarily but, good, but like. But kind of hooky yeah, and catchy. I that, but I think that's a thing. I think one can can subjectively view that, or more um, objectively view that. You know, like, oh, I don't like that, but it's what's well written. But, but no, I'm sure if I were an executive at whatever major label put this out, like questionable um, records, I, I would have. <laughs> yes, questionable records. Wait, you, um, I'm sure I would have been very excited by this record oh, because there's because like. You know, you do hear a single. It, I mean, at least at the fluffy. time, it's cotton candy. It's easily yeah. digestible. There's not a lot to it. But that's another thing that that sort of like brings us back to what I was like. I, man, this band used to engender such strong responses from me when I was a kid. And I think, like looking back, oh, I, on, I hated. Them. I actively they were, hated them. They were like, you know, when I was in like fifth grade, I kind of liked Def Leppard and Twisted Sister and stuff. But I was like kind of their target demographic then. But by the time Poison got big. I was right when I was like discovering, like getting more into the Beatles and discovering Led Zeppelin and and like kind of classic rock, and then shortly thereafter, kind of got into like you know REM and the Pixies and stuff like that. They just seem um, so manufactured. But, well, totally. And I remember distinctly that like three of these kind of dorky guys in my English class, which would have been like sophomore year, like showed up one day proudly wearing their Poison T-shirts from the concert they'd gone to the night before, and I was just like, "You guys are losers." <laughs> Dude, this is how like they they became like such a such a punching bag. I remember I can't remember what the movie was. Obviously, it was a great movie, but Quentin Tarantino had a speaking part. I think he may have written it. He had like a speaking part, and he played this like really nerdy manic guy, and just to kind of to, to push the point home about how annoying and nerdy he was, he was wearing a poison T shirt, and it. Dude, I just I just remember thinking like there's nothing more loserish than showing up and proudly displaying your poison t-shirt. Well, and you know, I mean, I think one thing that's worth mentioning is that you, you kind of get the impression, I mean, that that they're attempting to play like position themselves as a kind of character. Like like good time guy and like caring like caring guy for the troubled 
you know, bad girl or whatever the whatever the stick is. But all I can think of is like you're you're doing this. It goes pretty well for a while. You're you're making some money, and then all of the authentic stuff starts coming out, and people are really taking paying attention to it. And you're like. If you if your whole existence is kind of your like musical existence is based on this like sort of 2D ideal like this cardboard character cutout that you're playing when something authentic and three-dimensional by comparison comes along you got to feel like oh when oh, nevermind shit. came out these guys were selling like they were going multi-platinum on yeah. every record and then nevermind comes out and their next record still went gold it was what it was yeah. called like oh. native tongue i we, we used to have a picture of of the band on my on my refrigerator door when I was like 18 or 19 years old because it was so laughable when they took their makeup off and tried to be serious and stuff like, you know, during the, the oh, they, they like did a reboot. Oh yeah. 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 They, they had fired like their guitar player, CC Deville at that point, um, who was arguably the most cartoonish and the, one of the most cartoonish bands in history and, uh, replaced them with some other guy and they, they're just all very serious and were, were they wearing flannel? I don't think so, but I do seem to remember a guy had it, one of the guys had his shirt off. So I guess that's their. We can't well, get more authentic than that. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you're gonna have a good time, might as well take your shirt off. Am I right? Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> to quote, so, oh, so, never mind. I'm not gonna quote Gold into Davis. McConaughey territory. Anyway, um, so but yeah, since the album is, you know, their biggest hit. Oh, I don't know if it's their biggest hit, but it's definitely the one that is that has had the most lasting impact uh every rose has its thorn that was their biggest hit obviously. it was yeah, I, could, I, th- I think it's their only number one hit oh ever. you're right it was I, I couldn't remember if it was that one or the one we just listened to but it's uh it, that's another uh that's another one of the ones that squarely in the in the the ba- little girl lost camp i mean he's implying you know like even though it's are you gonna make us fucking listen to this thing of course we're gonna have to listen to every rose has its thorn but i just wanted to bring it up before because this just it, a warning sticker <laughs> oh, <laughs> the song is coming up. Oh, do you guys remember? I like I, I when I saw the cover of this, I was like, I I don't remember this cover at all. But now they can play it. I guess at the time they self censored, and they there was like a black box on the top and a black box on the bottom. You could only see the the model's eyes, but because her tongue was too the long. The original front cover of the album, which featured model Bambi dressed as a luminous red demon with a protruding tongue caused controversy among parental groups. Well, that's the cover now if you if you if you the band apologized th- and changed the cover so that only the model's eyes were visible. Yeah, and there was like a black bar on the top and a black bar on the bottom and I thought that's just what the cover was. I don't recall the controversy, but I, looking at it now sure isn't very controversial. Like you remember in the in the in the late 80s, early 90s, all of a sudden there was this, this explosion of like satanists like something that never happened and never well, happened. Well, no, like everybody thought that you've played a, a record backwards. Backward and, and Satan would come into your... Yeah, these things yeah. don't... They never happen, but for some reason, at some point... People got freaked people out. Got, it was a big, big deal. You go and look at the at the cover to this album now, and you're just like, mm-hmm, and? Like, Girl's got a long tongue. She does have a long tongue. That's true. That's true. Well, well, well let's listen to Every Rose Has Its Thorn, and then uh, we'll can we do? Can in. we do anything else? No, no, we have to listen to Every Rose. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside 
Was it something I said, something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried, but I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn, just like every night has its dawn, just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every that's bad. It's it's bad, but you did bring up a good point. <laughs> oh, yes, as bad as that is, it's nowhere near as bad as "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes, which which I pointed out is the platonic ideal of a terrible song. It is like it, it, it terrible. It's, it's none worse. <laughs> have you have you uh, guys noticed that he's another one of these? Classic over enunciators. Which oh God, drives that's me what fucking crazy. He can't like, because he can't fucking sing, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. like it's almost like he's 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 talking, but he's over enunciating because they, that makes it sound a little more like singing. Well, let's talk about the analogies too. Oh, you Jesus, know, every rose has its thorn, which is pretty much exactly like every, every cowboy singing a sad, 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 sad song. song. Yeah, and also it's just like uh, every day has its done. Oh, I would. Is it every, every day? Night every, night? Every, night has, every night? every night? Every night? Yeah, every night has its yeah. done. Yeah, you're correct. Either way, um, Tony Orlando. But yeah, they're whatever. pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, Rose having thorns and night having a dawn. And you know, the funny thing is, like, I dialed up the. Oh, here's a little nugget for you guys. So I dialed up the uh, the Sputnik music review of this record, and those are those reviews in general tend to be sort of hit or miss because they're, well, for a lot of reasons that we won't go into, but um, they did include one thing that I thought was particularly interesting that I don't remember seeing in the Wikipedia scan that I did. Do you remember, does anybody know what the original name of this band was? Oh, what, was it Laser? No, but that would have been better. I think, it, I th- I'm pretty sure that Brett Michaels was <laughs> in a band called Laser. Holy like that predated shit, Blizzard. I wish this band was called Laser. Because Laser. <laughs> <laughs> it would give me something to cut myself with. Anyway, uh, no, they were called Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that's good stuff. Meanwhile, all of France is like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> please, like, please. You know, I, I, I will say this, this in like, because we, 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 we um, in America, really love the the what is it Horatio Alger store like the yeah the like a uh, local boy makes good yeah or yeah kind yeah. of thing. This band they they left they're like from like Germantown, Pennsylvania, so they're from Pennsylvania, and they left um, and went to Los Angeles. And got on a bus to Los Angeles. They got on a bus to Los Angeles, but they got there in 1980. And just then, as the sun, was and then they're no doubt. right, yeah. yeah. And then their debut album didn't come out till 1986. It means they fucking just toiled and toiled in obscurity for six they years. They busted ass. Yeah, oh. but I'm just saying, like, you got that. Like, there's something that makes me appreciate that kind of work, like in a band in LA for six fucking years with no money, yeah. like just hoping you're gonna make it. And then finally, I do appreciate that. Well, and I and I kind of wonder if, like, you know, toiling in Los Angeles. Without oh. being famous, turns you into this. Like if this is what happens. Well, like, when I when I say toiling, I'm sure that I'm sure it was a lot of hard work dealing with all the hookers and blow. Yeah, that a came lot along of strip with. clubs. To, you know, on the way up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, should we? Like, how many have we done? Two. Yeah, we've got yeah, through two. Like we got. We got. We'll do an. We'll do an intermission here. Yeah, we've I'm got not going to make you guys do four of these fuckers. Okay. So, all right. Let's do some intermission. Kevin, you have it today. 
Do I? All right. Well, let's come back and talk about it in a second. Okay. Well, welcome everybody to the middle of the show where we're, uh, you know, I, sometimes it's like, I do think that I've mentioned this before, like sometimes it's helpful for the middle of the show to be a little bit of a palate cleanser and, uh, or like frankly, anything different sometimes. And sometimes that, uh, that's done intentionally. And in, in this case it was done intentionally. And I guess sometimes it just works out that way, but I wanted to take us in a little bit of a different direction than uh you know sad sad songs on the sunset strip and uh <laughs> and so uh so we're going to take a take a listen to uh the soul to soul track back to life dude that literally is on my short list of songs that I was going to do in this in this middle section i'm so Happy to hear that there you're you doing that. Now that's I'm, what happens. We spend enough time together. Now we're of the hive mind. Can, can, can we? Can we? Can we mention that uh, we've we've we're down a member? Yes, we. we it's just this lonely microphone uh, sitting here on the table, yeah. Ryan. If you, if you can hear the wind bro- blowing through uh, the podcast, Ryan had to is. go do something for. He'd be back in ten minutes, and that was thirty minutes ago. So, um, yeah, so I'm assuming at some point he'll show back up. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, I'm sorry that he's not going to get to hear this song. So hopefully he'll just come through the door any minute now and and, and, and say something. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, let's give it a listen. So first of all, Ryan's back. That was miraculous. Hey Ryan, yeah, welcome again. Every now and then, I just take little sojourns uh, yeah. during this show to address personal things. <laughs> it's like You'll pick up your cleaning. Yeah, hang on, yeah. my laundry's in uh, Ohio. I gotta make that happen. No, this one was important. I had to meet the the gas guy to like turn it back on. All right, was... well, we're gonna get back to the show now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So, so this was Soul to Souls, Back to Life. And, that come out eighty nine, yeah, uh, yeah, nineteen eighty nine. So anyway, if you haven't seen the video, dial it up. We we're all talking about the fact that like I don't think any of us remembers having seen this video before. No, and the song was really ubiquitous. In fact, it's it still was. all over the place. Like like I'm 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 often surprised. Like I'll be in a mall or in a convenience store and it'll be playing. But the yeah. thing that I had forgotten holds up well. I re- think it's a great song. Like I had forgot. Like I, I, I was telling them that like I make fun of it because I, I learned the hook on acoustic guitar and I'll annoy people in song circles by playing that. <laughs> but all I know is the back to life part. But now now having listened to the song, like I think that's a pretty damn good song. Well, and if you if you ever dial up the video, 
Um, it's the everybody in the band hanging out on what are either some very big stairs or an amphitheater, and there's like one one white guy one with random like white guy with like a, <laughs> like a computer, the, the yeah. omnipresent beige computer of the era. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, my, my favorite yeah. part and is sunglasses. Like yeah. I was like, you're not gonna be able to see what you're doing. You can't catch a DOS prompt like that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 dawn. <laughs> like, there, there's three people like, with there, like basically at one point, Mark, Mark pointed out sixteen. Well, put point. It was very. It was an important point to make that. There were like twelve people in this band. There's like congas and violins and violas, and there's like dude with a keytar. There's a keytar. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The but, fuck but, was but, but but there was no music for the first minute and a half of the song. It's just drums, and then basically yeah. there's there's a there's like some some um, some string patches in there at certain points. But there's a lot of people in that band. Like that's why that band didn't make it that long because they were just overpaying all these people. <laughs> they did divide the check twenty seven ways. Right. Yeah. Here's your three twenty five. Yeah, yeah they were, they were kind of in that like sort of Arrested Development, early Spike Lee movies kind of oh, genre with, with with the clothes that they were wearing. With yeah, the clothes and like them being like like I think they were kind of considered semi granola crunchy Afrocentric. So, uh, yeah, like, there was a whole word R&D. like there was a whole thing like yeah, Arrested Development, and you know to some degree they're Diggable Tribe Planets Called Quest, Diggable Planets, yeah. which. But that, I mean, that's some good fucking music. Oh, too, it's man. all great. Yeah. The, the thing about that music, though, and this is, and you can you can say the same thing about the, about these guys, is while that music is some of my favorite music made in a long time, if you go back and watch and look at what the fuck they were wearing, it just it, it almost makes you not be able to take it seriously. Like there's some goofy ass clothes going, and on. it's not just like like trends of the era, but it's like it's in some ways it's its own trend. Yeah, it's like this self contained thing, and it's it's. Cross colors and stuff. It's it's quite amusing. Yeah, to, to someone, on. someone, one of the gals is in slacks. She's got slacks on. Yeah, there's a lot of teal going on there's, too. There's yeah, draping. Anyway, uh, yeah. So dial it up if you haven't had a chance to. Uh, and if for no other reason, um, uh, do it for the kids. No, just listen. Uh, <laughs> listen to for the, the kids. Yes. yes. We'll, uh, we'll the, donate one penny for every child you make happy by. <laughs> By, letting by, them see by watching that video, back to yeah. life, soul yeah. to soul. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I do think it holds up in seriousness. I, I'm I'm not kidding. I thought I really think that that's a good song. Um, there you go. That I didn't remember it being a good song. But I will tell you this: if you are really the kind of person that's really into "Open Up and Say Ah" by Poison, you're gonna love this. Song. Oh, totally! Like they're uh. they're joined at the hip. <laughs> yes. yes, they're they are not dissimilar. All right. Speaking of poison, let's go poison ourselves and see how I did that. Uh, you're all clever and shit. Well, I, I learned at the altar of Brett Michaels. So he has a he's a wordsmith. Uh, let's go oh, back. Big time. And, let's go back and, li- and listen to open up and say ah. Do you think that the the album title is? Um, is referring is sexually explicit um, in any way? Pretty was, sure it's fellatio I, related. I was going to ask uh, Mark, how do they how do they say controversy in Britain? Controversy. Controversy. Is it controversy? They do it in yeah. the lab in the laboratory yes. um, after With taking some the lift. Aluminium. These are, these um, are, yeah. These are so, but yeah. Great jokes. It, no. Well, the point is the point is is that. Um, that was a uh, that was controversy. A, it was <laughs> steeped in that. 
Well, here's the funniest thing about at it the to time, me, which is that, seems tame now. That, it's just a stupid album title. I mean, it's a stupid album cover. Yeah, but it's yes, a they let album all around. But yeah. yes, that's true too. Malark really does not like this album. But 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 even worse is the title. The title is the sexually explicit part, not the stupid. With the chick with the long tongue. But again, that you know, that going back to the the thing that we talked about a little bit earlier, like it kind of harkens back to the uh, whatever the slippery when wet discussion, which is to say that like that was the whole like that was they were basically selling to the same audience, which is like, oh, this is dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, Ryan, what song did you just put in front of me? Because uh, these need to be yeah read this, aloud. This is. Uh, Look, but you can't touch. Okay, which is uh, a shit the, song. Oh, it's terrible, fo- terrible fucking song. Here's the, here, the and the thing is, I, I do want to say this real quick before I forget about it. The album just started blending in. Each song just blended into another one. Like they write some good hooks, but they write they write their verses around the chorus rather than writing them as like a like a an original separate part of the song. The the verses are fucking incidental. It's just let's catapult you into the chorus, but it starts blending together and then. And then at the end of the album, the last two songs on the record are the only two where they kind of like spread their wings and try something a little bit different that's a little less formulaic with the rest of the record. However, they're the two by far worst songs on the album. So it's just it like... It just sounds to me like Brett Michaels got his like 12-year-old nephew to write some lyrics for him. Okay, well, let's read those lyrics. So, okay, so the, look, look, what, what is it called? Look but, look, but you can't touch. Okay, so here's the lyrics. God, he's a wordsmith. You can look, but you can't touch it. Well, let's go. Good girls go to heaven. Bad girls go to hell. Rest of them get rich. Do just what they feel. Rich boys live in houses, unlike everyone else. Poor live in sin. Rest of them get married. Never seen again. Let me tell the story. Explain the shape I'm in. Girl, I had this night. Never tasted sin. Took her to my hotel. Tried to get my way. So he's a rapist, too, apparently. Wait a minute, Brett. Something I must say. She said, quote, If you want to talk fine with me, if you want more, you better let me be. Because you can look, but you can't touch. Because the best things in life ain't cheap. No, you can look, but you can't touch. Baby, no, I ain't meant for keep. That makes no sense whatsoever. No, it's it's it it, it, it it's, it's sort of like. Did you ever hear the 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 story about how David Bowie apparently at, at some period in in his songwriting career would just write words on paper and cut them up and throw them up in the air and then however they landed he would turn those into song titles. That's it's not that's, yeah. not too far away from what this that is. is. Like the that like probably would have worked the out. The word fridge mag- <laughs> probably would have worked out. The word oh. fridge magnets after like a night of. Uh-huh. Drinking at your house, like you just go four a.m. word, yeah. yeah. Okay, right, right down a song refrigerator after. magnets. Well, yeah. here's here. Let's let's keep going. Um, maybe I'm a bad boy. Been around the block. I am good at one. Believe me, didn't talk. What? That that literally is insane. It makes no sense. She said, "You must be kidding. I've heard this all before. Other girls might buy it. I don't. That's for sure. Well, it's because he's a bad boy." Wait a minute, baby. Don't want you to go. Don't get no closer. Answer still is no. Winder, dinder, fancy talked, acted cool and smooth. Got my hands around her shoulder two inches from the move. It's just, that's all. It just makes me feel dirty. <laughs> you know, he just occasionally throws in these but like, it's like rapist things. And it's also, it's like a little like junior high dirty. It's like it's no, like completely. It it's is. the promise of something of like something scandalous that never happens. Well, it, like, you know what we were saying at the top of the show. Like it's cliche with a capital C. It's not provocative in any way. It's just it's like what like 
you know, like Hanna Barbera's ideas of what like bad sinning or whatever it should be. It's just Hanna Barbera, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, does that make? Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it, it. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's bad enough for the Bible Belt to get up in arms about it. Well, but that's what they understand. Well, and that's really who they're marketing to. You know, it's sure. it's, it's church group kids like taking a flyer and being bad for a little bit, like by listening to Poison. Which how fucking stupid a name is that? Like, Dude, there's nothing that's not stupid about this band. But 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 I, I will say this though. They they did genuinely live this crazy ass rock star cliched life that they purported to. Yeah, what's what's that uh, documentary that Penelope Spheres did? Uh, Decline of Western Civilization. Oh my god, it, Decline of Western Civilization Part, part two. two. I recently rewatched it a couple of months. Are ago. Are they in that? Because they no, they lived that lifestyle. I don't think they are. I don't remember them in there, but there are a lot of. Uh, I didn't predate them, but um, there are definitely a lot of Just bands. All in that, that Sunset Strip. Like you know, Dude, light metal glam shit. I was in. I was on tour in in LA, the first time I ever played LA, and this is like maybe like two thousand and one, two thousand and two, uh, and we went to a party. Um, went with Munoz, frequent flyer on the show. Uh, yep, yep. Matt Munoz, when he was living in LA, took uh, took the band to this party uh, just off of the Sunset Strip, and there the Rainbow Room with this legendary glam metal club. Not only still exists, but everybody. I mean, we're talking. I'm talking about like 19, 20, 21 year old kids look straight out of like 1986. That shit is still there. Like the ripped jeans and long hair. With the no heavy pancake makeup with the Aquanet bangs. And, and like, it's. I don't know, man. It's crazy town. But that's a thing. It's still a thing. Yeah. It's unlike anywhere else. There's nowhere else in America that ever before or after. Like had this thing where let me would... let me ask you a question. So do you think that do you think that where that this genre is concerned that there that subsection of L.A. is like the Vegas for that for that genre? Because like they're they're like it's like it's sort of known that like you can if you are a certain like strata of of famous. And you have an act that you can replicate, whether it's music or stand up or whatever, you can go to Vegas and it's like you just get to stay in this weird bubble, and it's like oh, I see what you know you're what saying. I mean? so yeah, I'm wondering if like maybe L. A. is like the bubble for that kind of thing. Well, like I mean, a little like it never went away, like a weird snow globe. That I you mean, just, I, yeah. I think that yeah, like, I I think you're it's, right. It's probably Coke, but yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Coke globe, good yes. one. Uh, you know what's funny also like a lot of these guys they just stick around these clubs you know and like 25 years later they're still famous in that small in that small circle so yeah I mean and they, I remember they feed off of it they do there yeah. was one guy that was uh, at, at that party that I was just talking about who um, there were a bunch of old there were like a lot of young guys that looked like they're straight out of 1986 and there were a lot of older guys that were in like like third fourth tier glam metal bands like uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and Bang Tango and L.A. Guns and like there were a bunch of these guys that used to be in these bands that were at this party, of which by the way it was like the guy that owned the house was like a computer programmer. He wasn't part of the scene. If you go to the, the Sunset Strip, there it's like you're basically in a fucking neighborhood, and um, the all the it just got crashed by all these old metal dudes. One guy was like standing up on the steps, like pontificating to these to these young kids that were in a new glam metal band and like telling them about the dangers of of rock and roll Back and in stuff the day, like yeah. dude it was it was it, i swear to god they were literally like around him like 
like crisscross applesauce on the ground, like listening to this guy like tell them about the dangers of. <laughs> Dude, it was know, amazing, man. <laughs> right, and but but yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, in a, in a lot of ways, right. I mean, you don't realize that you are in that bubble. You know, I mean, I guess you do realize it, but. Well, it's like I would imagine that, like, you get to your career and your like that place in your career or your life or whatever, and it's like the one place that you feel comfortable because you get like you get you get that level of fun. But it's funny to me. It's like how do you how do you manufacture a new glam? Like, is it ironic? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's unlike, and this is a whole other conversation. It was it was shocking then, and it still remains shocking. Oh, and another thing that these guys were doing. They were rabidly flying everywhere because that's what they heard. Like that's how bands like Motley Crue and that's Poison. That's how you get big. That's how you got big in 1982, 1983. Yeah. So if you go like all these cars that were parked on the streets and shit like that, they had multiple, multiple, multiple flyers underneath their windshield wipers. It is it, it a crazy, crazy thing. Unfortunately, no one from Poison was there, but yeah. Well, so or I, fortunately, I had I had to look this up because it was just a joke too good to not be true uh and stumbled across uh, an article on on gibson.com uh ted drozdowski worst rock band double bills ever yes it's true there was a uh, an odd coincidence or the product of a booking agent with a sense of humor 1987's rat poison tour is a semantics and publicity <laughs> nightmare <laughs> this gem of a package toured the states in 1987 during the high reign of hair metal poison was a newcomer at the time touring behind their debut album look what the cat dragged in a title that only made the pairing more awkward oh my god that's so great you guys remember the cover from from look what that cat dragged in it's just like four it's like a picture of heavily made up men no but (laughs) it's it's pretty good you should you should check it out it was like a cat no that would would probably would have been funnier also literal but still yeah that's actually that's really great that's really really (laughs) funny Rat poison. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, All had those drummers are in the rain, bitches. All of them. <laughs> Why don't we listen to another one, Shane? Yeah. yeah. You know, I had, I wanted to I wanted to listen to that Mama's Fallen Angel song, but now now I'm wondering if we should if we we should uh, listen to uh, Look What You Look, Can't but Touch. You can't touch. Yeah, because uh, since we it's, it's some gold in there, since, man. Since we just uh, read those incredible lyrics. Um, what was the, the turn one? it up? <laughs> yeah, we don't, what, what, but okay. The the best best couplet in the entire song. Maybe I'm a bad boy. Been around the block. I am good at one. Believe me, didn't talk. I'm not even kidding. I think the next time, because eventually, 
eventually Shane will uh, wake up one day and go like, well, it's been long enough. We all clearly need to suffer for a while. So the next time that you bring us one of these, I think we all need to have like uh, the appropriate like um, glam uh, wig on. Like we need to do the whole show in a shitty wig. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm down for that. Well, we okay. haven't approached glam metal yet. Can I, can I say one thing about that? We've song? Been approached a lot of things with this episode. <laughs> there, there, there. I was saying earlier, like this is just this is it's not necessarily horrible per se. It's just boring. But that one, that's horrible. No, it's bad. That's that bad. Yeah. Well, in addition to Motley Crue, I can tell that they have a serious like Van Halen Jones, but they're just not very good. No. You know what? Yeah. And, and there's there's on this show we the other than Jim Steinman, we have not approached anyone with such a love of the cliché. It's not as egregiously bad as Jim Steinman either. Who is right? Jim Steinman? How the fucking I... guy that wrote all the Meatloaf songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh Christ! You, you, yeah, like yeah I blocked to, like, that block shit out. Him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two out of three ain't bad. I mean, come on, like shit like that. This is bad. This is bad. It's, not, it's not Meatloaf that bad. bad. <laughs> Nothing not... is Meatloaf bad, dude. That is literally the worst music ever made in the history of the world. Like, like maybe Meatloaf should tour with uh, Four Non Blondes, dude. I, I like. I just felt a flash of anger. Like I wanted to like reach over and just pop you in the eye. We need but to come up with uh, four not ones might be as bad. Poison tour. We need to come up with double bills. Oh uh, yeah, bad double bills. Bad sure. Double bills. Oh yeah. Now we should work on that. Yeah. If you're if actually if you're so if you're listening to the show again, it's uh, message somebody at gmail dot com. Send us some ideas for bad double bills. Maybe we could do but, like a double bill show. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Something like that. I don't know. Just spitballing. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. listen. You know, I'm not going to belabor this anymore. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for the love of <laughs> for Mark, especially. Hey, Mark, you weren't around when we did Bonjour. Like, almost want to bring back Slippery When Wet. Do a do over and have and have Mark be part of it. We're not uh, doing that. By I, the way, I listened yeah. to the show. That was enough. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so that was uh, you know. 30 at least the at least i will say this at least the album was mercifully brief oh yeah when i looked at the uh the the running time for each of the songs i was like all right well at least there's that and i knew that i could start it at seven and still get here on time more or less look it's just shitty like bar band horrible i mean it's just shitty it's not like horrible it's not like it's not me, but it's know. not offensive. It's just not. It's good. not offensive. It's just yeah. not good. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It really, truly fits into the somebody likes it mentality. That's true. Because somebody they, who's not they us did really well. Look, they did really well. There. Look. Oh, this thing sold like what? Like five million fucking copies or something? I shit? guarantee. <laughs> they've worldwide. They've sold forty-five you, million. You can buy records. a lot of do rags. With the money that they made. That is true. Yeah, or is true. one giant one. But Look. apparently not enough that you <laughs> don't have to wash them still. Is that like the AIDS quilt of do-rags? Like, I don't know. So, somebody out there, somebody out there is not only liking, somebody out there is not only liking this album, they've got their T-tops pulled off and they're taking, oh, a, moon, they're taking, a, they're taking a moonlight cruise around. Town Lake or oh Tra- my God, Lake Travis. Oh, you Trans Am that you eat like seven miles to the gallon on? <laughs> right. That's, that's awesome. That is the target market of this album. I'm afraid it is. Ryan, you've got a current affair. I do. And Save us. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely different from Poison, and it's different from this band's other stuff, but uh, Avette Brothers have a new record, and they have a single accompanying said record, and it's called Ain't No Man. Uh, but 
Anyway, we'll get into that. Let's spin it. Ain't no man, Avet Brothers. What is your deal with recently bringing us videos with only insufferably smug people? I don't know what to tell you, man. Because that, that's two in a row now, buddy. All I could think of is like uh, homeboys sitting in, like, so the video begins with, uh, you know, guys sitting in the back of a cab just singing at the top of his lungs. And all I could think of is like, well, that's, it's got to be weird for the Uber it's guy. Gotta, yeah, it's got definitely got to be weird for the driver. Yeah. Uh, and you know they spend some time at the Asheville airport, and then take like what has to be the shortest flight ever since Kitty Hawk. And yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, brothers? Because <laughs> they just keep they're singing the whole time. Barely takes a nap, wakes up, sings some more. Yeah, he just wakes up. He's in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. there's a red-headed Hasidic Jew in there somewhere. Yeah, like, uh, and and also, I don't know, like. That guy has more fun with uh, like security at the airport than anybody I've ever seen. Like, oh yeah, they're like just, beep. No, you got to go through again. He's like, all right, yeah, we'll get yeah, down with singing, this. just uh, bringing it. That, yeah, that that just even more made me rubbed me the wrong I, way. I really like uh, some of the Avett Brothers stuff I from a few years ago. I got to tell you, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I dig them. And uh, like this I song, like, not I as like much. Bare Naked Ladies. I like this stuff. Sure, sure, sure. We you all know, look. They're, they're, it's just my own personal preference. They're not shitty in the way that Poison is shitty, but it's just I just few don't, people I just are. Don't get I it. do find that this band is one of those that that uh, like you guys are kind of archetypes of like. Well, they the split res- the room. The res- yeah, and they're like strong responses either way. You, like, you know, you're right like, about that. I yeah, I just choose to turn the radio. When like they're kind of anthemic alt country stuff from a few years ago. I dig. I think it's good. Yeah, Skyler likes that stuff too. I just nah, just over my head. And like half your cats like it and half don't. Probably <laughs> so, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the cats are really into music. They might be. It's more like I eleven of you. them like it and thirteen don't. It's <laughs> quite half. Exactly. Quite half. Yeah. In the giant shoe that Shane lives. Shane, are you our, our resident <laughs> cat lady of the podcast? <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, yeah, well but like about the song, it's kind of like the Avett Brothers go funk. Uh, you know, like, I could kind of, I could. Uh, you were saying this earlier about about poison. Like, I could appreciate the hook. Like, there's there's definitely a hook in that song. It, it it's a hooky song. It just not your sucks. hook. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's just not my. I mean, like, I, I don't like it as much I, as I, I like the, the earlier Avet Brothers stuff. I, I, I actually might even like it more than I like the earlier stuff. Like, it's an interesting song. Well, you can be wrong. It's okay. Well, like, that's highly you powerful. Know, I do like their stuff, but this one, it, it kind of comes out like, and I've, I mean, I've seen them live um, at festivals, and 
you know they they have kind of this culture of of these songs that they only play live and the whole crowd gets into those songs and stuff it kind of feels like that to me like this is one of these live songs that maybe should have just stayed live should have just stayed live and not been a single yeah yeah i could see it's that. got a great hook though it does have a great hook i i just just now just as you were saying that it just now sunk in that you fully just claimed fandom of of uh of bare naked ladies a minute ago, Mark. I did. Yeah, dude. I, that, I, that just I, now sunk in. That is the most Canadian band like ever. <laughs> like yeah. they're the vanilla ice cream of sorry. Like, rock bands. So sorry about that. Did you saying come that. up with that? Because that's pretty good. Yeah, just now off the top of my head. That's good. That'll stuff. be his T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. vanilla ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's their first record. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Someday I'll make you guys listen to an, an entire bare naked ladies album. Well, uh, if you ever hijack the show again, maybe we'll let you. Uh, but this might be a reason why we don't let you do that. <laughs> this, this, this one, what was there was a there was another like brothers band that came up around the same time as these guys. You know, it was sort of in the almost just knocked over a beer can. It was um talk about Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Different brothers, <laughs> Allman Brothers. <laughs> Talk about Van Halen, and Blues Brothers. <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember. Anyway, it's like the sort of Mumford and Sons like era of like, uh, you know, taking it back to the acoustic. See, era. I don't really think of them as like a in a Mumford and Sons Lumineers kind of way. Okay, well, you're wrong. Okay. Oh, you know well, what? Maybe they're not because they don't have they don't say hey a lot. They don't say hey. They don't have the bombastic percussion section. And, Neither does what and I don't know that they wear Ed, like Edward throwback Sharp. 1920 clothes. Well, they may have in 2008. Is, no, it, is it weird that I kind of I just feel like all of these bands that you guys are talking about play like very similar, modestly appointed, somewhat modern amphitheaters? Like they're all like they're all playing like these very sort of homogenized. Yeah, it's lowest runes. common denominator. Like, it's like people. It like it's it's like to where you you, you don't. You feel like you're supporting a band that's like you know somewhat to the left of center or alternative or whatever, but yet the not alter- enough that you wouldn't take your mom to go see the show. That's, sure. that's why they they're huge and they, and they say hey a lot, so it gets the crowd. I'll into bet it. our mom would love this band actually. Not she maybe would, not this song. But. She would probably she would probably love this band. And then I think that I kind of feel like it's like one of these, like these are the kind of acts that you see and then you're like well. All right, so if I'm going to spend the time that it takes to see these guys out, like, wouldn't you be better spent, like, I don't know, taking in, in like, a Dwight Yoakam show? Or, like, our parents have opinion, seen Dwight like, Yoakam yeah. uh, like, actually at an amphitheater, and I was really proud of them. Yeah, I'm I was kind like, of, I didn't know, I didn't you guys know that until right now, and I'm sort of proud of them, too. Yeah, it was, like, 15 years ago they went to go see Dwight Yoakam. But anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, somebody who takes, like, actual chances, and, and not to say that these guys aren't taking any, but, like, that just seems like they're a little I, bit more. I could not be on 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 board more with that, especially with Dwight Yoakam. There you, you go. So maybe that's somebody that we got to try it out one day soon. Um, who's I've got next li- week? Yeah, I've never listened to a whole Dwight Oakum record, and we could do that. Uh, am I next week? You are next. I week. think you are. Uh, all right. Well, Kevin just said that as a vague threat. He's like, I think you are. No, I've I've been I've been doing a little do research like while on the air. I was multitasking, and uh, I want to pick the New York Dolls' first record. Oh, uh, hey. eponymously titled the New York as, Dolls. As the, New York Dolls. Yeah, the New York Dolls. New York Dolls' first record that we're ever putting out, y'all. I'm on my way to New, New York, York, and New York if York I dolls? find some dolls, I will bring them back to you guys. Yeah. No, but it occurred to me when we were talking about Morrissey the other day, who was president of the New York Dolls fan club. I was like, That's I've never true. listened to a New York Dolls record. I don't even. I think maybe I've heard one of their songs somewhere. Anyway, 
Good idea. Yeah, so we'll get on that and uh, report back next week. In the meantime, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Shane. This is Somebody Likes It.